0: Hey everybody, host Nora McInerney is back for season two of The Head Start, Embracing the Journey, a podcast from Ruby Studio and Abvi. In each episode, Nora has a real conversation with real people living with chronic migraine to see how they took action to understand this disease. So jump into the conversation for season two, a show that creates a little more space for empathy and understanding in such a complicated world. There shouldn't be so much hesitation around asking questions and asking for help. So don't wait. Join the Head Start, embracing the journey, and learn a little bit more about life with chronic migraine. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff.
1: I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and there's Jerry in the driver's seat, just hopping along, bouncing along in our little stuff-you-should-know school bus.
0: Two quick questions off the top. Did you ever have to ride a school bus to school with regularity? i got
1: two words for that. Oh, yes.
0: And please tell me you do. Do you remember the name of your school bus driver? Uh,
1: I got uh, several words. No, I feel really bad that I don't (laughs) now that you asked.
0: But no, I don't remember the
1: name of my school bus driver.
0: Oh, that's okay. You may have had several. Uh, I have a theory that like a school bus driver, if you have the same one as one of those, it kind of sticks with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, even though my dad was my principal, I usually rode to work with dad. Um, but I did ride the school bus some because you want to as a kid, mm-hmm. some, uh, Ruby's dying to ride a school bus, but they don't have one at her school. And it's always sad when she sees them. Uh, uh-huh. but I had Mr. Wagnon was my school bus driver, which is interesting now that I think of it because before school buses, you might've been taken to school in a wagon. <laughs>
1: That was a pretty good segue, man. It's been Thanks. a little while. Yeah. It's true. Uh, until the 1930s, the late 30s, actually the 40s probably. Yeah. Um, if you were a rural kid, a rural juror, or the kid of a rural juror, <laughs> uh-huh. and you wanted to get to school, you very well may have been taken to school in a, a horse and, and buggy, essentially, sure. or a cart, a farm cart, maybe a truck. Who knows? Whatever could get you to school, that's what you got to school in. Because there was no federal um, system or standardization uh, across the United States. There was whatever your school district could think of to get you to school. And even trying to get you to school was a fairly new concept in, in the early 20th century after industrialization drew everyone to the cities. Yeah. Because school was in the city. That's where most people were. You know, Before that, it was like, good luck getting to school. Now it was like, okay, we really need to get you to school because we have to train you to work in these factories, dum-dum.
0: Exactly. Uh, thankfully, there was a gentleman, uh, and this is just kind of the perfect short stuff. Why we invented short stuff was because of topics like this, mm-hmm. like why are school buses yellow? Uh, it's because of a man named Frank Cyr, uh, C-Y-R. He was Born in a rural area, he was raised on a farm in Nebraska. And as he grew up, he got a bee in his bonnet to advocate for the education of people in rural areas. Uh, he was a professor at Teachers College, Columbia University, and he started studying school transportation. He was like, I'm sure he was like, you know what? I got taken to school in a in a, in a truck maybe, or maybe it was even a wagon back then. Yeah, and we got a real hit and miss system going on here. So we need to protect kids, keep them safe on the way to school, and a good way to start that is nine years later, in 1939, he organized a conference in New York City yeah. about improving and standardizing the American school bus.
1: Yeah, and it was a success. He didn't just get crickets back. He got a lot of people, educators, people who were in charge of transportation for their counties. Um people who made buses, all showed up in New York City in that 1939 conference. And he said, okay, let's create these standards. um, And by the end of this conference, we're going to have come up with standards for school buses throughout the entire United States. And now it's just like, you know, big whoop. But if you go back and think about it, especially that this just didn't exist and he created it out of thin air, it's a pretty cool accomplishment, actually, because he was successful immediately.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's why, you know, when you get on a school bus, you're going to have the same width of the aisle. Uh, the seats are going to be basically the same. Mm-hmm. The, the doors and the dimensions of this stuff are going to be the same. But what Frank Sear is really, really known for is School Bus Yellow, or the official name is National School Bus Glossy Yellow. Pretty great name. I love it. It's a
1: mouthful. But the reason that um, that that was part of the standardization, too, was, uh, as uh, Frank Sear's son William put it, that whenever um, you saw a bus that color, you'd think, okay, there's a bunch of kids going somewhere. Yeah, You just associated with it. So that meant they needed an eye-catching color that wasn't already widely used that they could associate with school buses. And that's exactly what they came up with.
0: Yeah. So as the story goes, uh, Sear was looking at colors in his office, was really drawn to all these colors on the orange spectrum, um, different kinds of yellows, yellow greens, stuff like that, uh, because he wanted something that stood out. And at that 1939 meeting, he brought 50 – geez, he narrowed it down to 50 choices. (laughs) I probably would have brought like three maybe. But he brought 50 choices, hung them on the wall – And said, all right, we need a special committee. We're all going to decide on this. And they chose that sort of yellowish-orange color, uh, originally called National School Bus Chrome. Mm -hmm. And that was it. He published a 42-page booklet saying, here's the standards that we're proposing. And that pamphlet was School Bus Yellow.
1: Yeah. Uh, I say we take a break, and when we come back, we'll explain why that was such a great color for Sierra to pick. Let's do it with squarespace courses and right now go to squarespace.com stuff for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code stuff to save 10 off your first purchase of a website or domain squarespace
0: hey friends if you've ever been in the market for a new home you know home shopping can be a lot There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. Like, what are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood the best? And why can't all this information just be in one place?
1: Yeah, well, now it is, everybody, on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. Okay, Chuck, so um, Frank Seer and uh, his conference members at that 1939 conference, they came up with 44 dimensions for the school bus, or 44 standards for the school bus. And one of them was school bus glossy yellow. And uh, Frank Sear was not a safety expert. He was not a visual scientist. He was not an ophthalmologist. He, he didn't know anything, but he had a good gut for picking out what color would be the best one to pick. Um, mm-hmm. And that yellow was a really great color because as um, this guy who's interviewed, a, Dr. Stephen Solomon, he's an optometrist and founder of a company called Visibility in Motion, which is a consulting group. He said that yellows are most easily seen by the human eye, not just for any, like, gen, like, people with normal vision. But even if you have red-green color deficiency, you still see yellow. And he, he basically said, like, Frank Sear stumbled upon essentially the perfect safe color. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. Um, the reason why yellow is so visible is because um, it stimulates both the red and the green cones. We've got red, green, and blue cones. And it just sets two of them aflame, right? So even if you have red-green color blindness, you can't differentiate red or green. Yellow says, hey, what about neither? And you can still see yellow.
0: I love it. So it works for almost everybody. I imagine there's somebody that probably can't see yellow, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. But they're probably just being contrarian. Yeah, maybe so.
0: Uh, Frank Sear passed away in 1995, but uh, obviously was able to see his vision. I imagine every time Frank Sear was out on the road and saw one of those yellow school buses, mm-hmm. he probably felt a little little warmth in his tum-tums. Uh, I know I would. So uh, these days, any school bus in the United States of America that is sold or leased, uh, they have to meet all those federal safety standards and be painted that color – uh I, I do think it's funny, and we're going to cover this kind of quickly, that uh, – and this is something I've always wondered, that they got together. They said, all right, let's get 44 standards, width of stuff, mm-hmm. height of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're all in agreement. No seat belts, right? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I've always wondered about that, but it kind of makes sense when it's explained here. And by the way, big thanks to Dave Ruse. This is one of his uh, short articles from mm-hmm. Uh But – School buses don't drive super fast. Uh, they don't hit, like, when they when they are in an accident, it's usually not the kind of thing where, like, uh, there's a, a very fast stop. Uh, they're heavy. They're slow. They don't stop suddenly if there's an accident. I mean, they plow through whatever they're hitting is, in reality, what happens. So the seat belts, like, for a kid 15 rows back uh, plowing through a, a Prius at, 23 miles an hour. That kid's not going to go flying, you know, 18 feet through the front windshield. That kid will just be like, hey, watch the speed bumps. (laughs) Mr. Wagnon. Yeah. Uh, But school buses are very heavily regulated and very safe. They are uh, compartmentalized. So, you know, those seats are very closely spaced for that reason. Mm -hmm. They have energy absorbing backs for that reason. Uh, There's all sorts of rollover protection and crush standards and stuff like that. So school buses are safe. They just don't have seatbelts.
1: Statistically speaking, they're safe, too. Apparently, in the United States, uh, every any given weekday, 26 million American kids ride to school on a school bus. And I looked up, I had a lot of trouble finding this, but I'm pretty sure what I found was that that's more than 20% of the people on the road in the United States on any given weekday. wow. And yet it represents less than 1% of all traffic fatalities.
0: Now, is that rush hour stats?
1: I don't know. Man, I tried really hard and I couldn't (laughs) find anything nuanced like that. I basically had to cobble it together myself. So what I found was that on the the road... Something like 36% of Americans drive any given day. So I took that and um, figured out how many Americans there are, what's 36% of that, uh-huh. what percentage is 26 million, of <laughs> hey, that it. number, and that's where I came up with more than
0: 20%. No, no, no. I like it. I think it tracks and I think that we will definitely hear from someone who uh, thinks they have found a better way to calculate that. But just the eyeball test, when I'm driving uh, Ruby to school in the morning,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we see a lot of school buses. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. You do not want to get behind one. No, and you do want to stop, though, if that arm goes out because that is a – I don't know if it's true, but I heard that that is like the second worst moving violation you can get behind like a DUI. I don't know if that's true, but I know it is a a hefty fine they don't take lightly.
1: It seems like it should be, and I mean, even if the cops don't get you, there's people who will chase you in their car if they see you do (laughs) that. It's a really gross violation of like social standards. It is, you don't do that. No, you're like, I don't care about children's lives is what you're saying, I need to get to Starbucks. I need to get to to Cracker Barrel, I need to get somewhere that's more important (laughs) than a child's life is what you're shouting at everyone.
0: You know who else didn't care about children's lives was that guy who uh, kidnapped that school bus, yellow school bus in Chowchilla. Yeah. Buried that thing. That's right.
1: Uh, You got anything else?
0: No. That's a past episode. chilla School Kidnapping. Look it up. It's great.
1: Yeah. Hats off to Frank Sear. And hats off to Short Stuff, which is out.
0: Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.